0: Hello and welcome back to Artistically as Newcast podcast. A podcast where I chat to new and people about the, the experiences on the broad issues of like disability to LGBTQ issues to uh, of intersectional, intersectional issues within the community. And today on this episode I have a variety this one is hasn't been chopped down and edited like it usually is but, nevertheless, I hope you enjoy it, even though there might be, like, tiny bit of editorial issues. Hopefully you enjoy that anyway, minus the errors, if there is any. And this one is, very, as I said, a very DD comedian, and she talks about her diagnosis of epilepsy, who um, uh, like like, seeking an ADHD diagnosis, and to having uh, brothers who are all autistic, as well as many other issues of being a comedian, being a black disabled comedian, which exposed in a podcast. I hope you enjoyed this interview. i have to introduce yourself. Right, got it. Yeah, are you ready to introduce yourself? Oh yeah, I'm just some now? now. Um...
1: Yeah. Okay, well, good afternoon. It's girl variety, stand up comedian, representing South London, yet the capital. Been doing comedy for 15, going to be 16 years this year in 2023. Um, yes, I am getting old. Um, I'm going to be 32 next month. And yeah, I've been starting comedy at the age of 16 years old. And I'm also known as the first Black British female uh, disabled comic. So the last Black comic uh, representing a disability or condition is the late greatest of Charlie Williams, when he was diagnosed with Parkinson's. But even and then, he had the succession already. So, yeah, that's back in the 60s. Well, so we've still got yeah. a long way to go. Your just has no no colour. Um, it adds some, some black in it. It's not adding spice on chicken. It's a chicken.
0: Hmm. So,
1: sorry for your vegans.
0: But, yeah. And so what, what was it like, starting comedy, after set of young age? That's a good question. Um,
1: so, basically, I told a fib... Well, actually, even before then, I went to the back doors of a comedy venue called Comedy Cast, which is not there anymore in I'm um, sure it's central London. And it was amateur night. And I remember me and my big gob um, said, Boo, I can do better than that. She's rubbish, you know. And then one yeah. big hand on my shoulder grabbed me. And I, my heart was like that. Um, cause I thought it was the security, they're going to like dash me out like rubbish. And then um, it was the compare, And he went, did you say you can do bell? This is me. Um, yeah, um, and he went, what's your name? Uh, my name is, <clears throat> my name is uh, Variety, Variety D. Okay, you're up next, huh? <laughs> I think she was that next. And then yeah. he had to put me on stage. And then, did you not, the audience loved me. Um, however, during that era, I think this was around what, 2008, um, Catherine Tate was still popular with the comedy um, show yeah. and they must have assumed that I was like a black version of her so they must have thought that I was being an, an adult woman imitating a teenager
0: yeah I guess probably because you know, like because about- yeah because probably people assumed that you know like they know like you know how could somebody probably be so confident at a young age and probably like probably un- undermined you then when you were uh, started doing comedy and come off quite confident and to, to me like it seems quite impressive thing to do to be able to you know uh, say you know go from being checked in a deep end at such young age to like yeah. go going from being the audience to actually do going on stage and doing a best stand- up so uh, what was it like having in that moment think on your feet?
1: Yeah, I mean, it was great looking back. It was fantastic. I also had longer times, you know, you get a certain duration on stage. And um, I remember talking about my friends, families, bullies, um, you know, teachers, you know, imitating their voices and stuff. And I remember getting off stage because the crowd loved it. Um, However, um, the compare was like, this is too, this is too, you know, on the nose. And he's like, how old are you? And he's like, how old are you? you?" I was like, um i am 17 and a half is that really like, okay i'm 16 like and, and the thing is he kind of clocked on because he's thinking your stories that like you said on stage was so on point like it's so realistic um and also it's passive because british law i'm not sure it still happen now you're meant to be 18 and over when being in comedy clubs so it's for three reasons because it's past beddy wise um there's um, beverages that you can't spell, but they taste delicious, especially <coughs> alcohol, and um, there's sort of effing and jeffing, you know, the other yeah. constant lineup. So it makes sense. But with me, I was too naughty. I was always um, very curious. You know, say so curious to kill
0: the cats. I think I killed a lot of cats. I'm so sorry. But I literally would <laughs> met... <laughs> Yeah. Like, I said like, Buck John, uh, to talk about uh, a neurodivergency on your disability. So, like... Well, you know, as you said that, you know, like, you can add like, experience in school with and talked a lot about yes. when you started on the stage about your experience in school. So what was yeah, that well, like for you, you know, when you started out at a young age, you know, like, you know, in school and, you know, uh, what was that like as a young person being a divergent in that environment? Well, my, my school um, misunderstood me um, because, remember,
1: um, we had a special needs unit um, back then. It was very small, and then on top of that, the school I went to, of course, it might in the fields, um, which is bang between Britain and then Western North here in South London. It was predominantly black, so i will say about seventy percent of the students are black. Um, there were there were black teachers too. Um, I remember on my third year, so year nine, um, and even then, neuro. Neurological um, disorders, you know, so like mine, complex partial epilepsy, yeah. was misunderstood. The only epilepsy people knew about was the, the one I call Shaking Stevens, the grandma one, and the, um, the allergic to Kodak and, and Polaroid pictures, um, the photosensitive. Um, yeah, that's not me. I was, I going to be a stand up comedian. There's a lot of lights in stage,
2: you know? Yeah.
1: Um, what, what really triggers my seizures and the type ones that I have are the ones that were. It's, it's close to tonic tonic, so you bite your tongue till it bleeds or your inside gums um eyes rolling backwards that like you have been possessed by exorcists and um you can you, you baptize your parents you know yeah so you can't control your blood you have no control at all and a lot of the time um a lot of trad- not traditions but a lot of cultures believe that you're being possessed by the devil or you don't your family member done something wrong that's why you have this so it's still taboo, even to this day. We're still breaking the margin though of representing and, and supporting one another, um, African and Caribbean heritage and India, but we've got a long way to go. So, you know, so even back then, to about, back to your question at school, it was tough because they'll call me weird, um, even with the tone of my voice. Um, my, t- my tone of voice is husky compared to an average woman. Um, you know, I developed very quickly, because I don't just have epilepsy, I have of poly- 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 variant syndrome. So I have like, hairs growing like here and chest and places you never even think of, but they're there and they always need shaping or trimming. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, such
0: a as, as, as you say, said, you're diagnosed with uh, epilepsy. So, like, I uh, not tend to start with the podcast you know, like, about asking people what their diagnosis is, as, you know, like, you seem to have an start off like, we you not to ask first about your stand-up, as that seemed like an interesting point to start off with. So, like, tell me about uh, the diagnosis you have uh, and your neurodivergent conditions. Yes, yeah, so I was diagnosed when I was about three years old, because i began. begun, so
1: funny enough, I actually begun with brown seizures when I was a toddler. Then it developed into um, complex partial, because you know the brain, uh, the organic function that grows as you get older. So when I was about five, six years old, that's when I had complex partial. And it was really misunderstood back in primary school, um, back in the day, because they thought I was being uh, disruptive and bad behavior, because what also happens, you can also run around and not know where you're going. You can pick up items like, for instance, scissors. You can even ha- harm yourself. So, it, say, for instance, uh, it may sound minimal, but you can go outside somewhere, or you know, cross the road like a chicken, or you've been in a garden and you hold, you squeeze a petal. I've done this before. I remember when I was younger and I squeeze a um, a petal leaf, and I couldn't feel anything because your threshold is like way up there. But as your epilepsy subsides, that's when you feel it, and then you're so tired to even scream. have to get some sleep so you've got all that going on and then in my teen years that's when i had to take medications such as gabapentin which i don't take anymore now i'll take leviracetam and viviracetam which sound like superpowers from harry potter they're real check them um and uh yeah it's i still have to take them now i had a brain operation back in 2020 in the summer um in harley street it's the tech it was called a temporal lobe something hippocampus these long words you scientists have
2: yeah
1: they don't enjoy their work they enjoy their work but if they did something they incision something and took off something because of scar tissue um on the left side of my brain so like i say to people on stage i'm doing comedy um i'm like an opposite of harry potter i'm black i'm a female i have a scar inside the brain or outside the brain i don't have superpowers um i don't on brooms I sweep the house, mm. um, and yeah, <laughs> I do have friends. Mommy loves me; <laughs> mm. she's alive. Mm. Oh, very good. <laughs> you know, I'm the total yeah.
0: opposite. <laughs> uh, so, so yeah, I think like when you, like as you mentioned, with like your um, epilepsy, then and like the experience of school, as you said, like when you know, like some of those. Stuff and uh, like end deposit decisions, and I think certain things, like if you have like a newer degradation condition or disabled people uh, disability, sometimes guess, if like it's a new logical condition like epilepsy or like certain things that causes you to do certain things that people might not typically think are associated with new logical condition people, yeah, me. Totally misread that and, uh, you know, take the wrong meaning off it. And so I guess, yeah. like, one thing, even though, as you said, you were diagnosed, you know, uh, at the age of three or four, then, but then you found a lot of, the, like, your time in school was still not understood.
1: Yeah, because back then, um, we're talking what? So I'm going to be 32 this year. So it's like 16 years ago. I was like, wow, that's mad. 15, 16 years guys, in school. Um, it's, it was still new, you know, like the whole research, the neurological research back then in the UK, it was still fresh. You know, um yeah. so and then culturally, yeah, people from my culture they're thinking you when you're old and you leave school, I don't know if you ever do anything, but I taught them wrong. Um, I've got to go to university after. Well, that's a Tell I, that's before that. Me and William Shakespeare didn't like each other, but I had to do the work. I did not like Big Willie. Um, he really was not a nice man because I could not do them essays and dissertations about his books. English literature was not my thing, but I had to do something. I had to do the examination twice, you know? And then yeah. that was in from College. Luckily, luckily, I got a C-minus. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, got to university, did my foundation degree in drama and then BA honours at a place called Chicken Shed Theatre, which is also disabled lead. Um, and then did a master's degree at the Arts, arts Ed uh, School, uh, yeah, Arts Educational School, which I think is led by and, so Lord Andrew Lovever. Yeah,
2: there you
1: go. Very good, so, so, yeah, I went far and broken yeah. broke the stigma and the glass ceiling for culture yeah. and disability.
0: Yeah, you seem to, you know, like, manage to find a way of achieving a lot, as you said that, you know, in, you know, like, in school, you didn't like, and in a more academic environment, you seem like you didn't manage to thrive as well in that certain environment as, like, law and the world, and people may find negative experiences from that. And it's yeah. because good that you uh, have, like, turned out to find a positive, st- uh, like, story and experience from. Like actually going into features, like the creator of hearts and more, you know, accepted uh, accepting and it's been more easier to get on and fave funny in the person.
1: Yeah, that's that's a good point you made there because um even to this day, I know I notice a lot of people with different disabilities, like cerebral palsy or um all like my brothers, their different spectrums of autism. Yeah. Um I call a nickname Ice and Fire. Um the ice one is one who's 20 24 now. Yeah, yeah. No, 24 this year. Um and he's more silent. You know, he's, he's not non-verbal, yeah. but he doesn't really, you know, start the conversation. And he'll just he'll walk, get his snacks, get whatever he wants to get, and then just be in his own zone. The fiery one, firecracker, is my youngest brother. He's that 15 years old and he wants the attention. He's really loud or plays games and has reaction and just, ah! you know. Um so Imagine in my mum's house, um, the, my brother's autistic, I'm epileptic, my mum's hectic, bless her, because she's always worried about us every single day. So,
2: yeah,
0: mm-hmm. it's great, yeah. Uh, and so, like, as, like, as you hinting in, you like, guess your brother's diagnosed autistic. Are you diagnosed autistic yourself?
1: No, nah, um, but I'm going to be having an adhd test soon by my neurological team so i am nervous yeah. um because they said i'm really hyper but comedians are always hyper well so yeah. if they're dead pound they're just not really lively but <laughs> yeah but but our average comedians we have energy you know so yeah. like, why are you testing people
0: um, <laughs> yeah and one thing i found like you know over the like past few years and for the pandemic. Like I've seen a lot of comedians being diagnosed with ADHD. So like, I think- Yeah, uh, uh, is, uh, is it Paddy, Paddy um, what's his face? McGinnis, um, is, yeah.
1: is it him or
0: his wife? I know like his wife's been diagnosed with autism, but yeah, it's like, yeah. Like there's so many, di- you know, like different comedians like have you t- been diagnosed with ADHD. So I, I do think it's commonplace thing in comedy. So, like what was it like the like your like a therapist or doctor person for my power dhc and what like this the and traits so are within yourself?
1: Oh, so the trace is, is oh, it's simple. Just basically I can't keep still or if I'm bored or something, um see that that's if I'm bored or something, I'll drop asleep But that connects with epilepsy. You know. Yeah. The monotony of seeing something. So again, let's go back to Shakespeare. I get, I'm get i so sorry if people are listening or watching, me and William don't get along, but we do business. We have to read. But when I look at his films, or, sorry, the films adapted from his stories, I'm knackered. I'm like this, one going, yeah, so art, art, though, and... The... <sighs> yeah, that's me. But when I see something that I like, like Sonic Frontiers or something at the like video games, so I'm like, oh my God, yeah, that I can play <laughs> yeah. I can what time it for the night. <laughs> hmm? I forget what time it is. You have to get Big Ben's comes around my house. Say
0: excuse me, <clears you've got throat> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, and well, to be fair, Shakespeare is quite definitely quite a you know like not easy thing to you know where uh, read or like understand and you know you know, comprehend because you know as I said you know like it's the whole, the old English speaker, and you know uh, it's not as like uh, nice and easy to follow you know like. Who have been like 400 years old in and all that. And I guess, like, <laughs> there, there's that thing, you know, where I guess probably when you was studying in English, so like in a, academic studies, then, it, you know, like, if you know, like, yeah. new to Virgin to have like something like ADC, and if you like, can't find yourself being interested in something, then, you know, like, it is harder to focus and come. Comp- it's really that. Hard. It's really hard for yeah and like kind of what what you're saying about your ADHD then kind of links to what uh, you were saying about your epilepsy back in the classroom as you've seen some of like some of the things that you like said to teachers got were being like naughty and destructive yeah, and that's definitely like in like the typical like negative stereotype of People see ADHD see if they don't understand where ADHD is.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's correct. They they'll see it as like a sort of crime, you know, um, within an environment, just an edu an educational institution, they'll see ADHDs or any other neurological circumstances as a crime. Um, um which is so sad. Um hence, I didn't even like being in a special educational unit. I didn't like being in the SEN room because it's like, oh, why am I locked up here? And the quote unquote, not coming to all, all girls school. The normal girls got to run around, and put on their nail polish, and all kind of stuff there. And I'm sitting in this room. Why? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, yeah. It felt like you been in trouble. You're being, you're being punished for your condition.
0: Yeah, I was just saying like, because I guess I was just saying not like, there wasn't that, like, nobody took the interest into, like, and properly understanding your needs and, like, because, like, I was saying, people just saw you naughty and disruptive of and just seeing it as ADHD or, like, actually, like, maybe, maybe, like, seeing that sometimes, you know, like, some stuff with, like, maybe where you see as an epilepsy may leave you to, like, not be as focused and concentrating and then seeing that as a negative thing and then Guess I can understand then, and we can feel yeah, that. Yeah,
1: their Some excuse, punish. yeah, yeah. Their excuse back then was, "Oh, um, we're here to keep you safe. We're here to help. We, you know them, them kind of um, what's that word when you know then They're, they're school language. They're bullshitting. They're bullshitting. you. like they, they, you know, oh, we are here to um, make you, uh, make you achieve. We're here to um, to teach you. There's yeah. a is it passive aggression yeah I think, pa- I think it's
0: cool yeah like passive aggression yeah like trying to like be, be manipulative like that you know you like did. yeah because it's like saying something that they're not you know to win it yeah in that, like the passive aggressive t- tone yeah it felt like a cult i was like nah I'm getting yeah i of this room i'm not, i need to go and have some chicken and shit I ain't, I ain't
1: staying in here you know yeah like, i mean Bless my mummy. My mum thought it was a good thing because obviously parents want everything good for their child. Yeah. Like to the point where my mum, I was in key stage five, which is like year ten, year eleven. She was saying, "Oh, um, I don't want my daughter going out for lunch. Someone has to get lunch for her." And I'm like, "Mum, I've been waiting for years to be free and go outside and get some lunch for like an hour <laughs> <laughs> and see some sexy guys whilst getting some lunch." <laughs> <laughs> and now you're locking me up in the August- girls' no.
0: Oh <laughs> uh, okay. I guess I didn't think you
1: had them games like nothing. I
0: was like, nah, uh-uh. I, I ain't have- <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I guess you know, like it was probably like next to nothing, you, you never care, you know, cared enough like that. But it's just like I guess you just wanted to have big professor and just like have that space to be from like the classroom and all that. And as you say, like with your your mother then as I was younger then. And you was saying like early on of yeah, the epilepsy, then a lot of it but the research wasn't understood. And like, you know, you wasn't know any like better, any different about this stuff because as you say now, like, you know, your mother's probably like uh you know, I said to you, but mother's probably very really concerned about you and your brothers. And all the time. It's, the yeah, same. it's something that, that then if you like got children with like a disability on they would take the agency. It's like you on a constant, uh, you know, path for learning different things and learning uh, the whole experience of parenting.
1: Yeah, because I'm her firstborn. So yeah. by the time my brother was born, like the, you know, the middle child, um, he, he got to go outside, get his, you know, Greg's, you know, like <laughs> snacks, all that stuff, yeah. Where by the time he was in um uh, year eleven, um the youngest one though, fire, uh, he he's not being able to get out now because with him he will book out of the school and be like, okay, I'm gonna get something to eat. But hold a minute, I'm gonna go to the games arcade in Central London. Ooh, and you won't you won't see him since you won't see him for dust. you be like, wait, where's he gone? Like, <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of gone round in circles
0: <laughs> Yeah, and like so. And you're saying that with, like, you know, uh, you know, professor are autistic, and I guess that's led you, like, learning a lot about autism in a way you wouldn't understand before. So, like, I guess whether it's been from yourself, can now looking at the diagnosis of ADHD, and you know, with like epilepsy, which is kind of like a neurodivergent condition, and then you, yep, you know, have this autism, that's run again. Good guess from yourself and your family and you into learning a lot about new the divergency then and your like stuff like autism and you Yeah,
1: because I mean I'm, thank God we have um uh what's called more phone lines than say 10 years ago, uh 15 years back. We have more websites that make more sense to us, you know. Um we we have so much things related to technology that we've never had a decade or two ago so even with me being the eldest like I remember I talking to someone yesterday and they said oh you're off the cuff of Sega Mega Drive but VR you know what I'm saying like you're so I'm literally I'm saying I'm born at 91 so I'm literally going through that kind of that never used to happen We didn't have video calls back then. I used to, I just remember to thirty three ten, there were people in my area who want to nick my phone. But looking back, it's a brick. Why do we nick a brick which has games like snakes and ladders? I mean, I, I mean what's it called no snakes? Sorry, snakes. Yeah. And figuring there was another game was to on that. Looking back, it was it was nuts. But look how far technology has come, especially particularly for disabled people. You know, yeah. like people with cerebral palsy and stuff. Yeah. Um, on autism. You know, um, really, and supporting the support mechanism within the support lines and technology that we can do more things for ourselves than before instead of being like in a bubble or being molly cuddled all, all the time.
0: Yeah, and that's a pretty important thing. And like, you've you been saying a lot about like, you know, like, you, you know, background like being like a, you know, Black British Disabled Comedian, and one of the first in this space to do that. And as you say that, there was a lot of uh, taboo and misunderstanding about your disability within the community and, you know, because, like, the intersectionality was that. So uh, would you like to talk and, you know, speak on that? Well, being misunderstood and... Yeah, being misunderstood, yeah.
1: for for non-neuro neurodiverse people yeah Um, yeah so again it goes back to what I said at the very beginning about traditions and cultures that's a a fundamental fact so whatever our grandparents or great grandparents have told us like oh you're being cursed it's because your mother or father was naughty so now you've got to carry this heavy burden um we still hear a lot of that um that's why even to this day a lot of my elders even though I love them to my heart but they'll say things like how are you doing comedy how are you doing acting um when you have this condition or sorry, you have this sickness that's the word they said how you? They, you have this sickness and I'll be like well I get up I get well get dressed and um, do what I gotta do I give thanks that I'm living another day you see yeah. that's how you break the ice with them because they're old you know what I'm saying they're old yeah. and grumpy I mean we're our game with them Like I remember my grandma my mum's mom bro herself um she had that mindset back then but when she was fighting um, bowel cancer um I used to play a game with like how many smarties do you have in your box like and we'll play a game do you want to swap some like mm. <laughs> and then my mum would go mad to be like don't no, I'm, like, I'm joking I'm joking but, we, <laughs> but she loved it though she was like yeah. yeah, my my grandma she loved like playing the game because it was interacting with her because she was sick and tired of the carers coming yeah. in my mum's house and going you okay hi miss davis sorry mrs davis it's just like just do what you gotta do change my yeah. nap, adult nappy and and, yeah. and clear off just f off you know i'm mean? jogging <laughs> yeah
0: yeah like, we- because because you just need, like, a, as I say, like, if you're in care like that, you just need something to pass the time. Because I'm just, like, making, like, a game yeah. out to anything does help, you know, just, like, pass the time away. Because, you know, you don't want to be thinking about it too much. And, you know, like, if you keep asking the same questions, then it can bring your all down and you just need to have to, like, space to... Uh, yeah,
1: it's, it's um, what's it called? There's a name for repetition, when something's repetition is... Yeah, it's monotonous, there we go. Yeah, Yeah. it's really monotonous. And it just gets you annoyed. And I think that's when I start outbursting my hyperactivity. Um, So that's the reason I'm going to be tested soon for um, ADHD. Um, That pretty, yeah, around the corner. So I'm nervous, but at the same time, I'm I'm intrigued.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I can understand how you'd be both nervous and intrigued because, um, I guess, if anything like that is like assessment and like a test, you know, like it can be yeah. quite overwhelming because you know, uh, you know, especially like when it's like a anything like a doctor's appointment or medical thing like that, you know, like can be like terrible for anxiety then, you know, like and you know, if you're not so sure, worried well, gonna be like test on until we assessed. but I guess you intrigued to be able to have the moment to learn more about yourself and gonna like get an answer because i think like yes when you like know like there's something different sometimes it's, it's nice to be able to learn about your own brain like that
2: yeah it's true
1: um it's, it goes back to i said look how far we come and um because i mean i've never worked like never done 95 in my life because again like i said i'll drop asleep or epileptic fit and the staff won't know what to do. They'll probably send you home Probably numerous, and you'll just literally not have a job. So that's why even when you said the word assessment, straight away I thought of DWP when it asks you like these weird questions yeah. and I'd be like "Um," and, and it also falls into the category of hidden disability because yeah. this is hidden they can't see it so they'll ask you these 21 yeah. questions we are going okay are you that case or am I not case? what's going on like you're, you're, you're asking yeah. me these <laughs> these weird questions like so how far can you walk before you have a seizure okay how long a piece of string i don't know i'm yeah. thinking i'm a different universe by the time i'm having a complex partial
0: you know what i'm saying i'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking it's like yeah. i'm thinking it's really just you probably to know always when they're going to be around the corner and you know exactly it's pop- yeah, go, and they, some of you. yeah and like Sometimes, you know, like if you've got like a hidden disability, it's can be a mouthfeel of understanding that yourself. And, you know, like, yeah, you know, I think that probably the daunting thing is like how you kind of like, you know, like explain what, what your mind is going through into words because, you know, like you kind of sort of half know your mind because kind of it just works as it does. And, you know, like, it's hard to explain how it works as it does because it just is. And then, you know, like, yeah. And I think, like, if you've got, like, the, the disability neurological condition, like, it's a mind-filled for having, uh, and, you know, understanding that yourself, let alone for anyone else to do that. So that's perfectly why right. A lot of people uh, can assess when going for assessments. And then with, like, uh, you know, as you're using with the DWP, like, PIP or whatever assessment, then, yeah. you know, it's like, you know, yeah, as I said, he had epilepsy since about age of three and four. And then it's like the epilepsy were like would it's not like it's going away or like, you know, it's a permanent thing. And you know, if they know what's that say, it'd be there tomorrow and five years time, ten years time and all that.
1: Yeah, because ever since I had the brain operation, I still have absent seizures. So that's really dangerous. I still have to be with someone. So what I have, I have them as called, is is it called Rotary Carers? So they come in rotations and it could be different individuals. Um, And they're lovely, they're lovely people that come around my house and check me out and, you know, see if I'm okay. But the main thing is, is that I always said to them, may she talk to me like a human being. I may have disability, but I'm still human.
2: Yeah.
1: You know, that's the the fundamental things. um, I always tell them. And I always ask them how are you you yeah. know how are you because you know their job can be really um stressful yeah because i don't know about the clients. i'm trying to have some like proper severe disabilities more than mine and i'm thankful that I, mine's is not to the point where i can't wipe my own bottom you know what i'm saying yeah i mean the only time i can't wipe my own bottom is if i don't have if i have a major seizure like i said i baptize my pants i wouldn't mm-hmm. i would have no control about any of my organs. I would know what time of day it is. I wouldn't know my, what my name is after having a seizure. Like the way I would speak, because my bit my tongue, I'd be speaking gobbledygook, like I'd be sound a bit more like this, and just really tired and just literally knocked out, just you know, it's yeah. Yeah. Um so it's like I can only understand to a certain extent, but we're all, we're all human beings. and people say, oh, but I'm a humanitarian. Really, really. Yeah.
0: And, yeah, as I said, it's, like, important to, like, as I say, like, your like your disability is, why not, you know, like, you know, always, like, you know, like, some days, in the last set said, you can feel it severe if you've got, like, a major Caesar, but, as I said, like, Lord and Emma, like a lot of them are, like, minor and an absent seizures. So, it, like, as with the carers, you just do not want to make them feel, like, strangers, they even want to build a rapport, so... Is important if you can uh, get that connection up just to, like ask them or oh, are they and all that and make them positive. by working with them uh, and like yeah. guess then like since your operation and the your probably major diseases have been uh, less frequent.
1: Yeah, they have the major ones have been less less frequent, but um, I still have to note down. For that nurse called appointments, GPs, and neuropsychiatry. See, I forgot to even reach that one. Um, with in the in I called the infamous building uh, called Moseley. So um I used to go to this since I was about six years old. And not on the right side, on the left, because the right is, is class of section eight, is where they put you in strap things, you know, the, the strap coat and yeah. you cannot move, and they inject you with that stuff. I've got what it's called. Um but uh, yeah, I wasn't in that section because that would be a whole different story. I don't think like I'd be a comedian like, yeah. if I was in there. <laughs> but um, no, I was in the child, the the, the child units of neuropsychiatry. Um, and they were really nice. They gave you like teas and biscuits and orange juice, apple juice. But I look back though, and I always think to myself, what was in that juice? Because that was that was a bit um something, like, that is <laughs> it's just curiosity it's like hang on a minute <laughs> and you're talking what um 1999 like when i yeah. was in there i don't and it's not that the child unit is not there anymore it's actually an opposite building called king's church yeah. hospital in um campbell so they're not they're not putting children in there at all it's all adults in yeah Morsley, So. Uh, t- yeah, teenagers, late yeah, teenagers and adults. Children are in uh, um, the Kings Coast variety. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's not named after me, but it's in mm. there. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, um, and I do get to, um, you know, speak to my child, neuro uh, psychiatrist and, and um, neurolog- neurologist from back in the 90s, early 90s, um, Dr. Hughes because uh, she was so lovely and again she'll talk to you like a human being yeah whilst my mum even, even like make sure she calmed down my mum because my mom is still learning you know with me being her first child she's still trying to comprehend like what have I done she's like sometimes my mum has a habit of blaming herself and again it's a cultural thing it's like yeah. oh what have I done what, have I, what did I eat when I was pregnant you know back in 1991 because my mum she was a teenager she was, she was 18 when she gave birth to me
0: so yeah. it was tough. There, there was no websites in that back then to help you out. Yeah. And as you said that, you know, like, with, like, having, like, two other, like, siblings and, you know, they're mm. also, they've they are been autistic and they, and with, like, you're having epilepsy and also now with ADHD mm. diagnosis I, and probably, like, your mother working and holding down a job as well. So, like, I guess, like, there's been a lot for you to learn, and you know, like, that's up bit of an information race, and it's a thing of like, as a with concern as parent, and sometimes you know, like, if like you know, like a child, like sometimes people end up you know, like thinking, or you know, what what do they do wrong, or like something like that, and and understand that, yeah, there is that kind of blame, and that uh, can easily happen, and I suppose it's made such a positive thing that, you know, like, still at the age of uh, 32 or 31, you, you members still like you know, with you, well, uh, appointments and willing to, like, you know, listen and learn, and, you know, like, it's probably been so helpful that, you know, like, she's been on, like, the learning curve and learning step with you. Yeah, it's...
1: It- I'm glad he said that It's like a learning curve And stuff Because yeah. Even when I was born And diagnosed with epilepsy From a toddler And imagine yeah. my brother So the ice one He reason why he's autistic Because the When he was in my mum's stomach The umbil- umbilical cord Was around his neck Ooh. And yeah. they saw an ultrasound That he couldn't He was not breathing as well yeah. So my mum had to go For emergency C-section Yeah Back, so, uh, back in 1998 um winter then as for my youngest he was um born naturally in a natural birth yeah and um with him it was a it was first the adhd then autism Mm
2: -hmm. yeah
1: so his fire was literally yep fire mum gave birth to a fireball yeah (laughs) they're like pokemon i mean i'm classed as electric but you know we 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 have elements (laughs) yeah (laughs) <laughs> that triggers like, us. I feel
0: We feel like mutants. That's what we feel like right now. Mm-hmm. Mutants. I black like storm. Like, this is... <laughs> mm-hmm. Also, it must be kind of, like, fun to... Or, like, just... Like, something with, like... I don't know what to put it, but, you know, like, something very amusing, I guess, to find out a way of describing your, you and your siblings, and, like, how we, how we are with your newer Divergency. So, like, to like, use, like, words like ice spray and... Electric, lecture, because in the kind of point, like, that's good way of uh, describing it and, you know, like describing, I guess, how it feels mm-hmm. for all of you.
1: Yeah. I mean, Mum did say, um, because okay, so here's another, so we, me and my brothers, both my two brothers, we have different dads, so i got my dads and they have theirs. Their dad passed away about seven years ago at the age of 50. Yeah. Um. So it's been really tough. So for the eldest brother, it's tough for him because he thinks he has to step up the um, step up the play, step up the game, and he think he assumes he has to be like his dad, but he doesn't have to. Yeah. And then the youngest one, he's up thinking, well, I have no father figure. I, you guys got to be with dad longer than me because I'm the youngest. So he sometimes tries to gain more attention from everybody. So but it's like family functions, which I get attention from like uncles, aunties, like every cousins, everyone. Because it's like it's like filling out that void. Yeah. You know, so it's so you've got things like that. That's what I always keep telling um the what's called not DWP, but the um the the people that come into to assess, to be human, you know, have a human mindset especially oh, with myself yeah. in the eldest there's even so much i could de- even do there's sometimes where well, i have those depressive moments when i'm thinking well, what could i have done like why am i here all that kind of stuff that you know um it can get you yeah. down, a, down a rabbit hole yeah it can
0: you know? and, and my,
1: my freedom
2: yeah
1: my freedom is comedy. my freedom is doing is doing stand up doing what i love yeah um Whilst my brother, the ice one, he's more video gaming yeah. and also development. Whilst the youngest one is more interact, perform, gaming as well, but perform and was it narrating every single thing he does. So that's where the hyperactivity gets in, uh, with him. But it's all an art form. So we're kind of artistic as well. So not not just yeah. the elements of autism um, as say, there's art yeah. within it as well. But with yeah. other people who are non neurodivergent, they don't see that because everything's all just you know black and white with them.
0: Yeah, it's like oh, uh, diddums. Yeah, so we hate that. Uh, yeah, because as I say, it's not definitely not a black and white thing because you know like there's like not a, like a big to feel about like autism or ADHD because like it's very uh like diverse and like you yeah, I say there's can be like struggles and challenges but like so many different advantages and like strengths that can play up with it as like yeah. um, like what were you talking about, your like we stand-up and like have you, you know, got going in stand-up I I think from the sound of it, if like your ADHD and what it can give you like and the, the personality it's been able to give you I think probably you wouldn't be able to, uh, like at sixteen, uh, with like quite a big room, when they were uh, you compare us to up on stage, they wouldn't be able to, uh, you know, found, found a way for it in a moment, and come up with something and channel, you know, your your life experience into something that could be a comedy show. Yeah,
1: definitely. Yeah, Yeah, and and it's, that's what I'm looking for earlier, I was trying to think of the word, Um, liberating, Is liberating when you get to deliver your circumstance, but have a funny element to it, you you found it funny, there you go, yeah, Yeah.
0: because like, yeah, like, I could tell, well, you know, for this interview, uh, well, you know, like, you definitely have found the funny and, you know, found the comedy, and like, because like, I think, there must be some, like, there's something I've, I found with comedy is definitely quite a challenging thing to do and takes a lot of skill and talent to get there because I found there's a lot of difference between thinking or you can be, f- be funny. Like, I, anyone can, like, be funny or have a funny moment, but then to, like, go up on stage to a whole stand-up show and, like, you know, make a career out of it, that's quite a big thing to do. And, like, as I say, like, since society comedians like coming out of age to do this, definitely something with, yeah. with that. I guess the energy of being able to transfer your life experiences, that that as you were, like, uh like the compass said, they was getting on the the nose of in the stand up show. That you know, gonna give you that to it. Yeah, that, and I think it's
1: Said that I literally thought of two of my comedy friends, um, Lost Voice Guy and Rosie Jones. Yeah, I mean, even Chris, um, I hope I said his name right, Christopher McCausden. Chris McCausden. Yeah. Um, because we did we well, so me Rosie Jones and Chris, we all did a show one time for a production which was doing a, a pilot.
2: Yeah. it's
1: amazing, like hearing their stories through comedy. Um, me and Lost Voice Guy were signed to the same agent. Um, because remember, he won the Brings Up uh, Talent. Uh, many moons ago, yeah. and he's just been climbing up, 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 up you know, in, in the industry. Yeah. Um. And he's got a he's his new um. I call it VTech work. Yeah. but I don't know what it's actually called. And uh, um, when you press the button, and um, you hear the, uh, the voice of what they're what yeah. they want to say to you when they have a conversation. So he's got this special one now, special, special one, which actually has a Newcastle accent, like yeah. some Northern accent stuff. And I was like, wow, you guys got accent ones. So I wonder if they got, I wonder if they got a Jamaican one or an African one or something, yeah. you know, cause because <laughs> if, if they got something like that, they must be diverse. They must have like, a, like an Indian one or something, yeah. Or like an yeah. Aussie. Like, <laughs> and it will be hard because if they've got an Aussie one, they must have a South African one.
0: Cause <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, like, that's hard <laughs> I think they tend to call that like AAC technology but yeah like I was just saying i like, yeah. like seen like people like Christmas Cars to Lost Voice Guy Rosie Jones and you know like I think that like that's like one thing that comedy does and like I've seen like be, really now the comedians say like, be, before on it that definitely if you like come from a minority background or like you know like have something like uh or just dis- disability or like you know come from ethnic but racial but you know minority or in yeah like i think that helped bring you something to the table like, you know when they come in your com- comedy show and like in the comedy career because i think it's a good way of like discussing things and representing uh community and you know like it's a good way of like educating people and making things more understandable in an entertaining way and as you say it's been liberating for you because you've been able to like tell your own story with it and be able to guess release things within yourself you know that you're feeling about stuff you know yeah it's i mean it really does educate
1: uh, Society—that's what yeah. I look for. It's just society say, look, if with things like technology, like it goes. With what I said before, technology yeah. is developing every single time the same way. A lot of people's brains, only if they're open-minded, is is opening their mind to something new.
2: Yeah,
1: the ones who are non-disabled, um, and the ones who are disabled, like ourselves, we're literally n- noticing that we can achieve anything.
2: Yeah, but it
1: just it might just take us some time. Like I'm saying, I was younger. I may be slow, but I'll get there. Yeah. And but particularly a lot of comedians. I always I was said that when I was younger. If, like, if the comedy show didn't go so well or I was misunderstood by the audience, I said, you know what? I'm slow. But I'll get there. Yeah. I mean, I'll do the next gig and I'll literally give it 150% more than that yeah. last gig.
0: And that does take a lot of confidence too. And, you know, like, take Slaughter's something too. Because, you know, if, like in something like that, if you're like, you know, like standing in the room like doing a comedy show in front of like quite a few many people in like ever tens of hundreds of people and that can be quite a yeah. big thing All because you can easily end up doubting yourself after having one bad cake, and you know like you know like letting that get you down and knock your confidence but like to, to take, say that you know and it, uh, like oh well next time you know that'll be way much better take slow resilience
1: Mm. Yeah, I mean, there's so many things like so my mind's like a jukebox as well. I've got so much thing I can actually like think of right now. Yeah. You know, how far we've come. Yeah. Um, I mean, we still we still have those those ignorance in society that yeah. say, oh, you're not a comic. This is a petty party. I'm like, excuse me, a big one. I do party, but I'm not petty. <laughs> you know, I'm only petty on Fridays. But it's <laughs> <laughs> you know. You know <laughs> You're getting out from me. I'm, listen. I'm a fighter. You know, you got to remember my, my heritage is is a mix of Caribbean and Cockney. It's two hard hard working class backgrounds, and we work our way up. Yeah, you see what I'm saying. So that's why it connects. With what what I said earlier about you know being South Londoner and stuff. We still yeah. have that that mindset. Um, and then you look at social media. You look at things like Twitter. Twitter, everyone is a three
2: Yeah,
1: but it's about being thick skins. If you can handle being said in your face, you can handle those keyboard warriors or them keyboard bullies. Yeah. You know. The first thing I would say to people is, hey, if you're not if you're reading something negative, you delete it, report it, and turn your laptop off. walk outside, it's nice. You know, that's a bit <laughs> get some fresh air in your in your lungs.
0: Yeah.
1: And this this is before the COVID, by the way, before the pandemic. Yeah. Um, nowadays put your mask on and then <laughs> just look <laughs> at us, look at us. <laughs> yeah.
2: Uh, yeah. But
1: either, but either way, you're getting away from that negativity. That's basically what I'm trying to say to them: is get away, step away from that negativity. Because mm-hmm. them cyberbullies, they, they don't know you. Their their names on them things are like um, freaking hot one nine five two two dash. Like who are you? Who? Yeah. <laughs> because of about of my life.
0: <laughs> yeah, because like I put like
1: a I... on your heads, like you yeah. would like me if I found you. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, because like, what's of man? You got like twenty thing? odd followers, yeah, and all that. So you think, ah, oh, you know, like you, c- yeah. you know, like some people come across like fake or like you know, like maybe not on mass counts. And then you know, like sometimes you just go think, ah, oh, no, no, that block moved oh, on, stay long day. <laughs> and I think that's important to have. Like if you know, like you know, as you say, you trying to like get keep fake even. Things are moving along anyway, mm. and things are like slowly progressing, as you're and, and like you've been part of this, this progression of making uh, comedy and culture more diverse, space anyway, and as like one the first black British disabled comedians and getting out there, you know, in, in the media, like I say, like for there's uh, still a space that. You know, for many more to come after you and, you know, along with you. But, you know, it's important that things are progressing and that you've been involved in that. But for things to do that, you just need to sometimes ignore all that uh, negativity. Yeah,
1: that's what I'm saying, because even though I'm a pioneer in this generation, it can be lonely. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. When it... The way I can break it down is like this. Um if you go to certain parts of the city and it's more higher class, so you got you got the middle class and the um the aristocrats up there, you walk into mm-hmm. that room and you're the only black person there. you like. Um and they look at and the thing is you've got up some of them, they'll look at it and go, Hi, good morning. Yes. Um the staff room is that way. Are you the waiter to today? What? No, I'm a guest. But you know what I mean? <laughs> I'll be like. But if, you have to go. You have to, you, have to, you yeah. have to breathe and be like. And it's the same way. I sometimes feel like when I go into some of these um, this disability um, what's it called? Uh, functions. Yeah. Um. There's there's like only like, one to five of us. Like under a handful of us black people there.
2: Yeah.
1: That includes me. Um. And it's like, where's everybody else gone? You know. Yeah, there's a lot of like, blondes, brunette, ravens, you know what I mean? We've yeah. seen of, you know, strawberry blondes. Um, I don't know if I can say the G word on it. Um, but they're about, and there's none of us. We're, we're, we're good. We're, you know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, because, like, there's, like, so many, like, you know, like, events on, like, like, based on disability or... other things. conventions. Yeah. That's yeah. what I'm looking
2: for, yeah.
0: Yeah, and the, like those at those spaces, yeah, I'd say like so like only, only if it were those events, you may say see like a you know a you know, a person of colour on the lineup speaking at those events and you know, like like you know, i would say it's still a minority thing of whether black and uh and of, uh, ethnic minority peoples on the lineup. And as you we were saying earlier about you know, the other disabled comedians, you know, where things like Royce Jones and Christopher McCausland Lost Voice Guy, and, like, you probably still find yourself as, like, one of the few people who are, you know, disabled, but are also personal colour in that space. And they'll say, like Yeah, it's a token, you say it. You yeah. Say the yeah. Yeah, it's, I see it's still a lot of space to get through, uh, you know, like, to get... No uh, uh, people of colour or disabled on them falling to heaven minorities on TV because as like probably found yourself that you know you have yeah. so like probably not has uh, had many opportunities yet to get on TV on the radio and comedy shows. So uh, what type of work are you being able to do? I mean, I mean uh, the
1: only person I look up to? yeah
0: Yes.
1: The only person I look up to is a Paralympian champion and he goes by the name of Ade Adeptain. Yeah. So even though he has a whole different disability, um, he literally gives you that type of, that light at the end of the tunnel, if that makes sense, yeah. to say, look, you can do it Because remember, he also is also going for the, sec- well, was for quite a while. There are other black Paralympian champions who yeah. represent Great Britain. But when he was around, he won for a long time. Mm-hmm. so remember he was a pioneer that's how he got to yeah. be part of the barons and stuff um and I yeah. thought, did he get his british American? i'm trying to remember now um i was surprised if he didn't because he he deserves it because he, he's done a lot for the community yeah. you know and he's doing he's doing great you know he's he's presenting and stuff he's like you'll hear him on like radio ads yeah and stuff you know yeah, he it's... just recently won one of the Royal Territic society awards um yeah. i think it was earlier this, this month no last month in March. Yeah. So, um. So yeah, he's he's someone who I've met a couple of times. i going. Yeah. You know what? Well, i um, all thanks to guys like you. Anything possible. You
2: yeah. Know,
1: phys- physically and mentally.
0: Hmm. Um. Yeah. It's always good to have people to inspire. As you know, I look up to and yeah, I do him like I seen him on TV. You know, like sent in different like both in yes. coverage and the yeah, A's, and so, like, a lot of Olympics or Paralympics coverage, and, yeah, seen him on the BBC or Channel 4 doing that. Yeah, I can tell he's quite a great broadcaster. but as you're saying that, it's still a case that, whether yes. it's, like, the Olympics or actually yeah, TV presenting that, like, you know, you might see, it, like, only few disabled people doing it, but, like, he's, like, when they're probably when the only, like, uh, disabled... Black disabled people I can recognise on British t- t- TV, they can think of at the t- top of my head. So, as like you were saying, there's a lot of way to go then. So, what, and you were saying you're like knackered and, and stuff like you stand up as So, what are the different varieties of work you've been able to get so far and stuff you worked on? Yeah,
1: so I've got to do motivation. Yeah, I got to do motivational speaking. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna have another one so a motivational panel talks, um, which is gonna be held in Brixton, near the Brixton Cultural Archives. Yeah. Um, and that includes one of the TED talkers um called Na- Nano Marfro. Um, so his disability is based on his trachea. Yeah, you know, so every time he talks, he has to he has to breathe a lot more than an average person to get intake and then deliver.
2: Yeah.
1: And when he does deliver his words, he means them. Um then, I've forgotten what the rest of the panel have, but they have different types of disabilities and their journeys, which is fantastic. So yeah, my speaking, um, as everyone knows, stand-up comedy is my main thing. Acting as well, theatre and television. Um, so I'm literally on the talks with certain producers at the moment for this year, because we're now begun to... So this is when production companies work on different pilots yeah. and um continuations of series which i cannot name because obviously it's on the contract. yeah i cannot name them um so yeah um, but i'm really fortunate that i get to even talk to the to, to these producers and executives because again 10 years 10 years ago you couldn't do this you know be on a thing called zoom or microsoft teams and talk to them and be like what you yeah. know you'll have to be in the cold, getting a train or a tube down to um to like bbc white city or something um, or Channel 4 HQ. And obviously, thank God I got a Freedom, freedom Pass. But it only works after 9.30. It don't work before 9.30am. So me and the old people, we're, we're upset.
2: Yeah.
1: Because they think that we don't, we don't wake up early in the morning. <laughs> you know? That's a, that's a bit that's a bit timeist. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we, we wake up early. <laughs>
0: yeah. You know? So is there any, like, acting work have you done? You know, uh, people that you can name and anyway? Oh, I was saying be- oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: So I was, so I was featured on. I was a supporting actor, but um, it was oh my god, production called again, um, because that was basically a disabled couple, um, and it won an awards as well. It won a few awards. I was nominated for a BAFTA, but I don't think it received the BAFTA. But it received Royal Times Society awards. I think it's called When. When so and so makes so and so, you know, it's you know, neurodiversity is real. Sorry, neurocondition has really yeah. gone my head. Yeah. Okay. When Barbara met.
0: Alan or something, I us say it's Alan. Yeah, oh, do know I, I swear it's on like BBC Towards the men. Yeah, it was. It was the, the British Broadcast Corporation. But yeah. It's like, I'm trying to.
1: Because it's based on real people. That's why I feel so ashamed. Like, I'm going, I think it's when Barbara met Alan yeah yeah like if and I was in that
0: but, super, anyway. I was in a
1: certain scene yeah a riot happened and, uh, the protests and it turned to a riot happened and what the, I think what the producers didn't remember I don't I wouldn't say they didn't know because they're old enough to know because they, they do their, their research you know the whole um crew they didn't realize that the same year that that protest took place it was the same year um the protest took place. In, here in South London, Brixton, um, based on one of my fan members who got killed by the police. So when that disabled act took place on that same year, was the same year that my my uncle got killed by, by the police. And um it was like, wow, so this happened over here in South, but in Central that happened. So it's like what it felt like I was jumping from a DCU tomorrow or vice versa. Yeah. Because if you look at the newspapers, especially the articles back then, it was yeah. predominantly white that this, that disabled uh, protests, disability protests. Everyone's dressed in, you know, very grungy outfits and hats and all that kind of stuff. But in the same time, in South London, you have, like, the most Caribbean and African community fighting for their rights and saying, you know, uh, the injustice and stuff. Yeah. So it's like, oh my God, they there was two of them in the same city, just different parts. Just yeah. one was stated on the newspaper. One was had a big spread, had two like big pages of it. Whilst the album was this small. That's yeah. the difference, especially back in the, the mid nineties. You know, because um, mm. my mum was was even part of that um, protest, the Brixton one, and one of mom's was, my mum's friends, my mum's friends, were part of the one, the Disability Act one in the city in the 90s, not 95. So that was like, whoa. So that was mind blowing, but it was really good to be there in a reenactment, in a documentary yeah. about it. I'm like going, oh my God. Even I spoke to, um, oh, what's the guy's name? It's Jack something, the writer. Um, When I told him, and he was like, oh my God, I didn't realize. Ah, and he he kind of went into a not a panic attack, but it was near there. But I was like, don't worry, don't worry, yeah, like, you, know, you know, it's basically the But look around you if you look at a bigger picture in the city, look how many things have happened. And it does kind of make you think of even though the United Kingdom is small, yeah, you think of the USA, you could came okay, in one state 10 times, and it felt like that. It felt like we were not in the states, but you know, in, in America, one thing happens, 10 things happen in that same yeah. state, but. Only one news network can only, what's it called? It can only tell you enough. Yeah. See
0: you
1: know what I'm saying? They have their own news networks around that particular state. Whilst over here in the United Kingdom, we're regional. So we're more England, Scotland, Wales, and Ireland. Or yeah. Sorry, Republic of Ireland. and Yeah.
2: Um,
1: so, yeah, it's, really, it's, it's mind-blowing, those kind of things. Which goes so so going back to our disability representation, yeah. there's still a lot more we've got to do. Yeah, because not just for the capital or major cities, we've got to you know, support people who are in rural areas. You know, like think of Scum Fork. Like, was the last time I heard any news down there? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> or <of us>. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like you know the farmer's son or something, or the farmer's daughter or the male something. Mm-hmm. Everyone, disability can be anywhere. Yeah, it has no classes in, no race, um, or anything like that. It has no gender.
2: Yeah.
1: A disability, disability. Yeah, and that's like... where, that's where the conversation went with that production, and it was fantastic. Um, and I'm so grateful to be part of that. Um, when Barbara met Alan, um, been a lot of theatre. So I've been part of a lot of theatre um productions. For many years at like the Butterfly Group, um, which has been founded by Aileen, Aileen um She is fantastic, phenomenal um, at the Royal Court Theatre and many other places like the Young Vic and Old Vic. Um, she was also my um, Artistic Director back when I was studying a Master's Degree in Arts Ed. Um, and even, even they've learned a lot too, you know, universities and stuff, um, when it comes to dis- disabled students. Um, in the work of arts and drama, what we're capable of doing. We could do our own, you know, one 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 man show. You see? Yeah. We don't always have to be assisted, you know, all the time. We just have to yeah. it's just that people have to be there and support us and listen to us.
2: Yeah.
1: Um yeah. Because you know, was, carry that, on, yeah. that kind of connects. That kind of connects with like Edinburgh Fringe Festival. Yeah. They start to recognize as comics and um actors because remember yeah. Edinburgh still has acting productions there yeah that we exist yeah. and we put 150% on our work yeah you know, even though we we work at it differently
0: yeah as we are saying that you know like then like there's definitely like, like intersectional issues of like decades long or lack you know lack of representation whether it be like m- like yeah. media like as I said, there was lack, lack of coverage back then of, like, certain protests, and I said that the protests yeah. you're, like, you know, uh, your, your family member was involved with and, like, as, you know like was ignored, and, you know, not covered by maybe there was even an open media letter on uh, national media and, like, well, when it comes to a lot of disability stories or, uh, you know, like, uh, black, uh, those black British people and other racial minorities in UK, here yeah. the intersectional groups, they tend to get quite ignored, especially, like, if you like, maybe black, uh, disabled from, like, in a rural part of, like, midwales or whatever, a lot of that yeah. just get no ignored. And I think it's important things that n- needs to be talked about because. Like, there's a lot of things going wrong and need to be addressed and, like, whether it be, like, local, uh, you know, whereas support services uh, or, like, as you say, like, like, certain, again, certain, like, benefits or certain things, like... Yeah, there's so many questions not, when it comes to support system, though, yeah, in each region yeah, in the UK,
1: because yeah, like, they, they work
0: differently. Yeah, because if, like, from a minority group, some, you know, like... Do, you need like like politicians in, held accountable for you know what they do and what impacts you and that's like vital of disability representation or like uh people are colour of color representation and like in news and journalism. And as you say, like it's like theater and you know, the arts, there's that needs to be that freedom for us say that you know like, you as disability, creator, creator person, comedian, you need to be able to have that, that trust of uh, people have the commissioning stuff, and, you know, like, putting funding into different shows, to be able to say, like, you, you know, we'll support you to do what you want to do, you know, we'll, we'll trust you to do you know, yeah. there's always I need to do it, and, you know, without, like, need to be um, like, managed excessively, or, you know, like, Overignored because like like I think at least i say there's like starting to be some progression but like there just need to be like an increase in like access for like like whether you're black and disabled and whether to be able to tell your stories because like whether it's like an area like I'll say like you know like autism or ADHD like there's like still few spaces where you can like actually like Maybe read uh, something about like the experience of like young black autistic uh, people, li- like in the UK, and that's probably because yeah, my, my brother, yeah.
1: they they're doing they're telling their stories in their own way, yeah. and especially cooperating with the um I would say cooperating I say working with you know or not even li- liaising sound like yeah. the least thing. um but nevertheless as long as they they've reached out with the National Autistic Society. Yeah. And it's just fantastic that they get to be heard. Yeah. You know, and do something about you know, do something about what they want to do in their in their life, where they see themselves in five years time, you know. Um, because they've never been asked those kind of questions. My brother's never been asked that kind of question because of the stigma of thinking, oh, you're sick, oh you're you're autistic, oh you know what you won't be able to do anything like you'll be stacking up shelves all your life. Yeah, yeah you know, never mind. Oh well, you know. Yeah. Your mum had something wrong when, when she was pregnant with you. No, oh, dear, you know it's like it's really it's really
0: tough. you know. I'm yeah. just got break, we got to break that glass ceiling quickly. Yes, yeah. I'd say it's about breaking that glass ceiling and something I can see, like you the same determined and motivated to do it. Like you know, contribute to industry can and I'd say like I think that the main feeling is just like. Being able to be heard as a say that, like, you know, like that's even like as something you like state to honour, like a challenge back in the classroom, then, you know, when he was in that, like back in the, uh, like, spa- special education unit where you, the, you, you would just always yeah. spend to be heard by your teachers and it's just that simple. I, I hate going in there, the special, yeah, the special needs unit. Yeah, stuff or, like- Yeah, the special
1: educational room. Because I was like, I don't feel special. I feel like I'm locked up yeah. just because of stuff I've been diagnosed with. Like, why is everybody's yeah. having fun and I'm locked up in here?
2: Yeah.
1: And all I can see is the teacher and the clock. The teacher yeah. eating the apple, reading the book, looking at me. No, oh, you're right. And I'm going. This is insane. No, I. D- I just can't. I couldn't. I couldn't do it. Nah. Yeah. I like, I'm. I'm running out of here. I. I want my freedom. Yeah. Like, yeah.
0: And it's
1: my mum, obviously thought it was safety. So I like, oh, yeah, yeah, I told the teachers, you know, and we had a few words after the parents' evening that, like, you know, you should, like, you know, sit in there, make sure you're safe, learn more. You know? And, uh, and that's what I got to say. Like, mum, I may be slow, but I'll get there. Yeah. Like, let me be free.
0: Yeah. And, that you yeah, know, it's basically, like, important to be able to... So, like, being able to listen and learn and to have, like, some movie some there to listen to is quite an important, as yeah. you see, whether through re- education healthcare, to, as you seem, maybe it's, like, working in the st- stand-up industry and all that, and in the acting sector, as you into that. And I feel like we... just. Yeah,
1: that's um, what you said there. That's why I feel sorry for, Um, I think, do you remember this documentary years ago called Cotton War Kids?
0: Uh, I can't remember that documentary.
1: Do right, well, so it was one. I think it was one of the award-winning or nominated uh, award. Uh, yeah, sorry, document called Cotton Wool Kids, and it's based on parents who literally are just treating them like cotton wool. They're literally just, every single step. They're like, "Where are you going? Where you doing? you nah, you breathing all right?" Like, just like leave them. And, like, they're kids. They're humans. My God! And then to the point where they're teenagers, and they walk in the outside world, and they're there. They're fridges. They're you know, some insecurities. It's, it's, it's oh, it's mental. It's just like, the isolation. It's just, no, no. Oh, I can't go to the pub without my mum. What do you mean? You're big now. You have pubic hairs, for goodness <laughs> sakes. Get yourself out of the pub, have a pint. You know? It's just like, no, it's just not right. <laughs> but I see why that happens. Yeah. Because
0: it's like overprotection. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like... Mind you, it's like I like as an autistic person, like I found like sometimes like I str- struggle to be being independent have fun. it's like something like struggled when I tried university. And like, find like one thing is like it's that then you know, like, whether it's like you're like neurodivergent or like neurotypical, then that, there's that you know, struggle feeling of like, like. Well, I found like as I was myself, like I struggled off, like having freedom but also feeling safe. Like, i like I definitely always been quite so anyway, and like it's something that I always struggled to not to be able to go outside the house and independent by myself. And like, like I found like it's only recently now. Well, like I started to go go and walks by myself with, with like a, my. Dog, they have now to do, walk the, the dog. So it's definitely some one of those things that, like, I found like a, you know, it is definitely something that, that can be quite challenging and struggle, you know. Yeah, yeah definitely. It's yes. Like, oh,
1: and that goes back to what I said about society. Yeah. You, know, you, you, you do something like you're banging your head against the wall when you're doing things by yourself. Yeah. you at the same time, you've got to take that stand. Cause yeah. otherwise no one will no one will take it for you. Yeah. No one will take it for you. They say they will, but they won't take it for you properly. They'll be they'll be a bit half-assed, you know, about it. Um yeah, it's it's, it's a tough one. But we're getting older, we're not getting younger.
0: Yeah. And so yeah, do something. yeah, it's like something, yeah, like something that you know, like things like this can only do by my funds. Like I think like it's has been those things, like if you like they won't take those and just suffer their anxiety. There's like, take a lot to do in yourself. And like, probably like, you found like, with like ADHD and there's some like stuff like, you know, like it's definitely quite hard, hard to navigate whether It's like, you know, where, like certain like, uh, things eating need to when rem- and to remember certain tasks or like navigating like first times or like century yeah. process and things. And yeah, like there's challenges like that. But as you're saying, it is right that only you can you can do that step. And I think that's something that it does take a lot of anxiety, work on like anxiety and like sensory stuff, like to be able to build the independence like that. And yeah, so, that's I, I was used to thinking that as well. And with yeah, my, because of my called disorder, yeah, it's memory, memory retention, memory. Yeah, I think
1: it's called memory retention. Yeah. That is, that is a hard one. That's why I had to redo that English examination. Yeah. Like, twice. Because it's like, this is really boring. And I can't remember on that last page what they said then. And, you know, what did the fellow say? Oh, for freaking... it. Is Is it a fellow or Hamlet? Which one is... This one? Like, I'll literally be all over the place. Yeah. My brain don't function like a normal person, you see?
0: Yeah. Like, I was just saying with that, it's like my, like... With really, me, like, I can easily like, like take a tablet one second and then forget about it in the next second. So, like, there is a lot of things with like having neurodivergent condition and it's something where like you know, like, got oh, diagnosis of autism, dyspraxia, sometimes, the those things. It's like, yeah. you know, like it's like mild be neurodivergent because you wonder where, like, you have like yeah, a neurodivergent conditions, because like. You know, you're just trying to work out your own brain. And so, like, I think with like the stuff of like issues with, uh, you know, where uh, mem- memory retention and, and stuff like that, of like that's getting well. something one second later, that's one, one reason yeah. why I do press memory without ADHD myself. As like, it's more of an inattentive thing. Yeah, so as I say, point. it's definitely mind field.
1: Yeah, to, you mentioned the word tablet. I've got to take my medication in a moment because now past 2 yeah. pm as we're speaking, and this is just fantastic. Oh, yeah. I've got so much more to talk about, but I've yeah. got to take my um, my lever rest and my all yeah.
0: like, ah, right. If you tell, you what, I'm just gonna pause this a second. Get my watch. today's interview will be going out in two parts. So, this is the first part of the interview with ever So, right there and look in your podcast feed and the second part to this interview should be right there for you and um, just to remind you this is Autis- Autistically R's Neurocast podcast uh, which exposed me with a in colour and this is a AVO audio production hosted by me, Autistically R.